The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03. Hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas break. Wait, too long Christmas break. We are not on Christmas break. This Swain Event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Safe travels to everyone. Hope you had them. We are taking you from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. this morning. No Ben McKee. So you just get me, Jason Swain. Shout out to Ben McKee, who is spending that good old family time in West Tennessee. Good old family time in West Tennessee. And we appreciate Ben. He works his tail off. But uh, we're going we're gonna, to... We'll give him, we're going to give him today. We'll give him tomorrow. But we're here today. Lots to get to this morning. Thank you for, for joining the program. Lots to get to this morning. Tennessee football. This week, we get Tennessee football, folks. We get Tennessee football this week. I'm not going to lie, it's weird for Tennessee to be practicing in Vanderbilt Stadium. Very weird. Very, very weird. And hilarious. West Tennessee Vol says, uh, I want to start the show and say, what about the little jab that Tennessee football tweeted? Loved it and laughed. It's weird. It is weird. And hilarious. Very, very hilarious. Tennessee's playing in the Mute City Bowl. We know that's in Nashville, right? Vanderbilt, where is their stadium? Where is their school? It's in Nashville. Is Vanderbilt playing in a ball game? No, they're not playing in a ball game. They failed to win six games. They're the only team in the SEC not going to a ball game. The only team. Every team is going to a ball game except for Vanderbilt inside the entire conference. Every team. No Vanderbilt. So normally when you go on, uh, when you go to the bowl games, you have to find a, a place, facilities that can accommodate you as a team with practice, with maybe some treatment, things you want to do, weight room. So the t- so the so the places that we have practiced um, during my time, we play we practiced at South Florida University or University of South Florida there in Tampa. Uh, we practiced at a high school in Atlanta my freshman year. My sophomore year, 
Cotton Bowl or Dong? I really don't remember. Oh, it was it was Cowboy Stadium. Cowboy Stadium. Cowboy Stadium. But you have all these 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 destinations that you want to make sure that that can accommodate you. And for Vanderbilt, I guess they have all the facilities that can accommodate Tennessee's uh, practice regimen for just a couple of days as Tennessee prepares for Purdue, put the uh, finishing touches on Purdue. Everything is done. Every, all the hay is pretty much in the barn. You've done all the work uh, here at here in Knoxville. You've done all the work. But you want to put the finishing touches. Finishing touches on the game plan for Thursday. What you doing it at Vanderbilt Stadium? It is so weird to see the, the V-star in the background watching Tennessee practice. So weird. And if you're Vanderbilt, like, This has got to hurt you even more. This has to hurt even more. We know you don't love Tennessee, don't like Tennessee, you hate Tennessee. You get that? You're supposed to hate Tennessee. It's a it's a rivalry. But my goodness, you're practicing Tennessee. Your rival is practicing in your facilities for something that you. Didn't make. <laughs> Man, that is funny. So, the way it works today, there's no band. Uh, we'll have Brad on a little bit later on in the week. Um, but when it's just me, you give us a call, 865-255-03. That's the Irish Networks hotline. I'm just going to patch you straight in. I'm just going to patch you, bring you straight on in there. And then um, I'll bring you live and you tell us who you are, where you call it from, and then we'll get to the phone call. Get it rolling. So uh, we have somebody on hold. So uh, let's let's get it started this morning. And um, good morning. Who we have? Uh-oh. Hello. Now I got you. Can you hear me now? What's up, Jason? What's up, man? Good morning. What's going on, man? This is Jason, man. Being with there, why you ain't let me know so I can fill in, man? Oh, man. Hey, you sleeping, man. Everybody's sleeping. You rested, chilling. <laughs> It's, it's all good, all man. Right, it's all good. I got something for you, man. Tell me a little about the wide receiver um, that I hear that we're trying to get from Wyoming. And um, have you heard that um, the Mitchell kid was trying to come back and play linebacker? Have you heard that also? I have not heard about the about the about the Mitchell kid. Um, I, I do know that earlier in the season, you know Tennessee. I felt like we were in a in a great spot, man. I really felt like we were in a great spot, and um, with our linebackers, with the transfer Juwan Mitchell, I thought he was going to be like the dude. I thought he was going to be a guy that's going to come in and be like a, a possible one and done. I thought he was going to be a guy that was going to to lead everyone by example and be one of the leaders coming over from Texas. Um, having a lot of production in his years at Texas, I thought he was going to be, like, I thought he was going to be the guy. But it turned out to be uh, J. 
Jeremy Banks. That's who it turned out to be. And, you know, Jeremy Banks has some, you know, he wasn't perfect his entire entire year this year, but he was Tennessee's best player. I mean, he's Tennessee's best player on, on uh, the linebacker group. Um, so, I don't anticipate Jawan Mitchell being a factor next year if, if he's even on the team. Uh, I'm trying to say that nicely. And as far as the receiver from Wyoming, I uh, don't have a lot on him at this at this very moment. I do I did see where Tennessee was was looking at him. Uh, I did see where he's in the in the transfer portal, um, but I don't have any anything to tell you at this very moment. Very moment at seven fourteen. Okay, Jason, I keep in touch with you, man. Have a good day. I hey, appreciate you, man. All right. Yeah, I thought I thought Juwan Mitchell was going to be like the guy. But just tell it just shows you, you just man even as even as coaches you have these these plans for players and they don't carry themselves the way you thought they were going to carry themselves. Everyone responds differently to distractions in season. Everyone responds differently. So guys who we didn't think or didn't expect to go out there and have breakout seasons did. And some of the guys that we thought that would didn't. It's weird how it happens that way. But this is what this is what makes college football so great. This is what makes sports so great. NFL is 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 awesome right now because there's not one team dominating. Who knows who's going to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl? It's great right now. But that's that's why sports are amazing. Let's go back to the phones, the Irish Network's hotline. Uh good morning. Who we have? Good morning from Daytona Beach. What's up? What's up, man? What's up, man? I tell you what, we're going we gonna, to uh, talk about wide receivers. Well, we got a little present, didn't we? What's that? Uh, didn't Cedric Tillman say he's coming back? Oh, yeah, man. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's not news if you listen to the show. We said he was going to come back, but it is, it is. It is news because he officially announced it. He did. He did officially announce it, um, but we knew he was coming back the whole entire time, Daytona. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at least now he came out and said for sure he was coming back. So you know, we don't have to worry about that. Even though, you know, all indications was that he was coming back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but man, he's going to be our. Uh, I really wish he could have got to a thousand yards this year. He will, but I, I mean, this, well, yeah, he will. Yeah, that's right because the bowl games it count counts. towards that. Yeah, yeah, it counts. Okay, so yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. We're going bowling. Who is it in the SEC that's not going bowling? That's that's Vanderbilt, man. That's Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. They're only wow, good. The only thing they're good for in bowl season is providing facilities for the uh, Tennessee <laughs> Volunteers. <laughs> Swain, do you have any idea what that, what, uh, like when you've got to go use somebody's facilities, do you have any idea what kind of, uh, money that costs us? I mean, it's, 
it, it's got to be pretty decent money for a school to open up the facilities, right? Yeah, I mean, we, you're basically renting the facilities. I don't think Vanderbilt's not giving it to us for free. I can tell you that much, but it's still still funny. I mean, you think think about like last week when Tennessee went to Nashville and was was scheduled to play Memphis, and that game was canceled. We were there just for a couple of couple of hours, and Rick Barnes said that that cost thirty thousand dollars. So now wow. think about a team that's triple in size that you have to stay somewhere for, you know, more time. Now you have to rent facilities. Oh, it's going to be in the millions. This is why it's important to go to the bowl game that's going to have the best payout because it costs a lot of money. And there's times when teams go to bowl games and they don't make any money. They basically cancel, you know, the budget cancels out. Right. So it costs a lot of money to – to house a entire football team. Now, I remember when I was at bowl games, we, we stayed in a hotel. We stayed in a hotel for multiple days. So, yeah, it costs a lot of money, Dave Tony, to be um, to be to 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 send your team to a bowl game. And um, right now, Cedric Tillman has nine hundred and thirty-one yards on the season, ten uh, nine touchdowns, and fifty-seven receptions. I'm pretty sure he's going to get to a thousand yards this year. In this, yeah, game. I, yeah, I think so too. Who, who was our last wide receiver to get to a thousand, Jason? Oh, last receiver was it? Was it? Was it Josh? Mal- Hold on, was it Josh Malone? Did he get to a thousand? I don't think it was Malone. Oh man, thinking thinking off the top of my head, who was the last receiver? Was it Justin Hunter? And it might have been. It might have been Justin Hunter. Yeah, I think it was somewhere down around fifteen, sixteen, year fifteen, sixteen. Man, that's a that's a good question. Thinking off the top of my head, and I got man, I got so many responsibilities right now. I could, I couldn't even look it up for you if I if I if I wanted to in a fast manner, unless I do it during the break. But man, that's a well, that's, maybe that's somebody a good that's listening right now can do that. And yeah, call man, it and it's go. been a, it's been a long time. We've had some guys come close. Man, I tell you what, he is a—he is going to be a great NFL wide receiver. He, I mean, I mean, he's got the body for it. You know, he's just—he's a stud. No, he—he he really is, Daytona. And what he needs to work on is—is is that speed, that speed and quickness, yeah. because the hands are good. Uh, his body control is great. He—he can—he can, he can run routes, even though that always can improve. You can always be a better route runner. Um, he's going to do the right things. He's going to work hard. We know that he's smart. So he just needs to continue to work on the flexibility, continue to prohab and, um, get stronger, faster. Now he, he can be in a leadership role. So all the off the field stuff that NFL teams like, uh, he can be good at that. There's just a lot for him to get better at. And he's already in a good, good place. And he's gotten a ton of, I mean, a ton better since he's been here. So uh, I saw what Josh Heupel said. There's there's still a large ceiling, large place, uh, large area for him to continue to grow, and uh, I think he's going to do it. Right. Well, that that should show some people that you know going by just the stars. Because was wasn't he like a three star? Uh, Cedric Tillman barely. Yeah, barely. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. Yeah, All right, guy. Well, I'm going to jump off of here and let some other folks get on. Uh, you'll do an amazing job by yourself. You're the boss. 
Well, I appreciate it, man. We gotta get we gotta get YouTube going. Um, something's acting all weird there. No surprise, but we'll get that going. And thank you so much for for the phone call, Daytona. Much love. Hope you had a a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Um, but we'll get YouTube going. I'll take a look at it during the break. Everything was 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 perfect right before it was time to go live. That's just the way it works. All got a lot of new equipment in here. My engineer was in here on um, Christmas. Was it Christmas Eve? I think it was Christmas Eve. He was in here working, and um, man, we was we was we about ninety five percent done with with everything. And now the YouTube volume here is, is acting all weird. So we'll we'll get that handled and taken care of. Uh, that's no no problem at all. Uh, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. We will take a quick timeout. Take a look at the audio. And uh, try to get that handled. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Our number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. We'll be right back. Call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Networks high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. 
Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03. Hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Um, <laughs> we already here. Already here. We've watched two SEC teams lose. You have two SEC teams playing today, and the most important SEC team will be playing on Thursday. That is Tennessee. And before that game, I'll be hosting the Tennessee Alumni pregame tailgate show. And uh, it'll be live in the flesh at 300 Broadway at the Old Red. You can go in RSVP at alumni.utk.edu for more information. Go check it out. Can't wait to see everybody in Nashville. 
Our last football game, folks. Our last one. Our last football game. After that, we have to wait until orange or white game. Wait until the spring. Man, this this season has went by so fast, and it's been fun. We've had our ups and downs, but our ups have been really, really fun. Our lows have 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 been lows to where you still see positive inside of the lows. Let's get to the phones. 865-255-03. Good morning. Who we have? Hey, good morning, Jason. This is Will down in Panama City Beach. How are you? What's up? You said Will? Yes, sir. Hey, Will. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Hey, so talk about the story of uh, our buddy Kiffin over in Old Miss trying to poach our offensive coordinator that came out toward the end of the week. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's 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 very flattering because you think about what Ole Miss, you know, what they did offensively and kind of how their offense set up. It's set up similar to ours as far as tempo. And, and Lane Kiffin is one of the best offensive minds in, in college ball. There's no doubt about that. Um, now, Ole Miss was one of the best teams, you know, in the country. You had Matt Corral. Uh, this is the perfect time for for the offense coordinator to to get that love, and you know he did that. He did that, and but yeah, Ole Miss tried to go out, tried to bring in Alex Golish. Um, Jeff Levy went left Ole Miss to go to Oklahoma, where he's where he went to school, and. Alex Golish basically said, thanks, thanks, but no thanks. And uh, I wonder how much the money, how much of the money uh, was offered. I think when you look at Tennessee under Josh Heupel, when you look at Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin, I think the working conditions and the working environment, um, although it may be fun with Lane Kiffin, I think it's more stable under Josh Heupel. And they've been working together for a while, Heupel and Golish. There's no issues. So, really, there's no reason to, to leave to go work for another offensive-minded coach. I think if if Lane Kiffin was, you know, a defensive guy, like Dave Aranda or somebody, then I, I would see the, the, the lore. But I don't think it would have been a better move. Even with more money, yeah, I don't think it's a better move. So, no, he said no. Does that give you any added optimism with the NCAA stuff that still – has yet to uh, finalize that, well, you know. Well, I mean, the, the NCAA stuff, well, Tennessee has concluded their their investigation, and, you know, Tennessee's going to basically reduce their own scholarships and do some self, um, you know, self-penalty, penalization there. Um, but as far as the NCAA, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, what else they're going to, to, to hit us with after we basically hit ourselves. But I'm not really worried about the NCAA um, at, at this point uh, because we've seen where schools said, okay, man, we, we're going to monitor ourselves. We're going to punish ourselves. Look at what Auburn and Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl had a three-game suspension. That's nothing. Um, and, you know, the FBI was involved, and, and there was clear money being exchanged in that scenario. So I'm not really worried about the, the uh, NCAA. But I don't think it had anything to do with Alex Golish leaving a stand. If anything, he would, you know, he probably would have left, right? If it was, if it was a, a big problem, but it's not, it wasn't, and it's not going to be, in my opinion. Excellent. Have a great morning, Jason. Thanks for taking my call. Hey.
Thank you, my friend. Thank you for the phone call, right. Will. 865-255-03. We got the audio growing on, on YouTube. Audio's cool. Now my video's all blurry. <laughs> now the video's all blurry. <laughs> oh, man. 865-255-03. Yeah. Cedric Tillman. Like, officially, officially, officially announced he was coming back. But on this program, we have basically talked about him coming back as if he was coming back the whole entire time. And so we probably should I probably should have approached this like, oh, it's a it's a it's an announcement that we had no idea was coming. Because I know a lot of people don't follow this stuff like like we do. But if you if you've listened to this program consistently, you you've pretty much known that no one was leaving. No one was going to the NFL. Cedric Tillman wasn't going anywhere. The only question mark was Hendon Hooker. That was the only question mark. Hendon Hooker. But he's coming back. Now we're ready to roll. Now we are ready to roll. And I'm expecting players to transfer, but I don't know how many. I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think the culture that Josh Heupel has created, talking to guys and being honest with guys, I think you had some players that was contemplating it, was going to leave after the season. I would be surprised if there was a couple of guys that, that Josh Heupel and the company talked to, and those players changed their mind. But Cedric Tillman did tweet out, um, the 23rd, so the day before Christmas Eve at 3 p.m., you know, it was the last show that we did. It was on Thursday last week. It was the last show we did, so we finished up at 10 a.m. Of course, Cedric Tillman's going to tweet this out at 3 when we're not on air. Come on, Tillman, you should tweet this out at like 9, 9 a.m., 7 a.m. But I guess he's waiting for the edit to come back, which is a nice edit. And it said that uh, since he arrived in Tennessee in 2018, it's been an amazing experience, and Vol Nation is second to none. The 2021 season has been a blast with these boys, and we are fired up about finishing the year in Nashville at the Music City Bowl. We are constantly striving for improvement as a team and in everything we do. While I have made significant strides in my game this year, I feel like I have much left to prove in the orange and white. Therefore, I will be returning for my 22 season in Knoxville. So let's go. Let's run it back, which is what Cedric Tillman is going to do. He is going to run it back. And um, we are here for it. We are here for it. Now the question is, who's going to run it back with him? Who's going to be good with him? That's the question. Who's going to step up? Take Javante Payton's spot. Who's going to take Bayless Jones' spot? I know there's some guys on this football team playing wide receiver. They got uh, a little bit of a rude awakening. Got humbled a little bit. It happens to all of us. 
It happens to all of us in all walks of life. We need to be humble sometimes. Sometimes we have people pumping our head up, not telling us what we need what we need to hear, but telling us what we want to hear. And that's not going to cut it. You don't need haters, but you need the right people around you to let you know, hey, you haven't done anything yet. <laughs> Senator Tillman may have may have those people, but I think Senator Tillman tells himself that. Hey, I haven't done anything yet. And the hooker, I think he has that around him, but I think he can tell himself that too. These are mature football players. This is why this game of football is so is so mental. Because a little bit of success, if you don't handle it right, mentally, you're not going to get better. If you don't get better, you get worse. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Uh, Tennessee football, Josh Heupel talked to the media uh, after Tennessee hit the practice field in Vanderbilt Stadium. Sorry, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get past that. <laughs> oh, oh man, oh, so embarrassing for Vanderbilt. But Tennessee hit the practice field, and uh, Josh Heupel spoke at the practice. We're seeing around college football, COVID is just decimating bowl games. Decimating bowl games. You look at the NFA. Look at the NBA. Games are being. Postponed players are being, you know, they're out. I thought the Steelers would have a chance to do something yesterday because Travis Kelsey was out, but it didn't really matter. But there's more players out now than what we've seen four or five months ago. It's crazy, and we're seeing multiple ball games be be canceled. Multiple ball games. We see other ball games be affected. One team. Unable to play. Texas A&M was unable to play. Wake Forest. Rucker said, hey, we got next. We'll play. That Greciano, John Curry connection. And so if it's, if it's a concern with other teams across the country preparing for a ball game, then if you're Josh Heupel in Tennessee, it's certainly something that you are monitoring and you make sure that it doesn't affect you because our guys, man, they want to play in this bowl game. This bowl game is important. First year, Josh Heupel, this bowl game is very, very important. Very important. You got a couple players on campus right now, Squirrel White, Justin Williams. Uh, you got players right now on campus practicing. Very, very important. Young players need to develop. The, the more this football team is around each other, the better. Building more chemistry. Building stronger relationships. You're learning about each other. You're building that trust. This team needs to be around each other. This team needs a bowl game. Very important. Josh Heupel on Tennessee, well, he didn't say this, but this is Tennessee's basically their, the COVID policy that vaccinated players um, – you know, without any symptoms, you know, we're we're not testing those guys. For what? Right? If you're unvaccinated, you're going to be subjected to routine testing, um, but they haven't had any problems. Haven't, haven't had any problems knocking on wood with, with a COVID outbreak. 
what it takes to the tango. Tennessee can have perfect experience with COVID this week and the last two or three weeks leading up to this ball game, but it doesn't matter unless Purdue is doing the same thing. So I haven't heard anything about Purdue having a, a issue with COVID. There are some opt-outs that we that we know about, that we have talked about. That is Alante Taylor from Tennessee's side, Tennessee's best corner. This was a concern before we knew about Purdue's best players opting out. And Purdue's best receiver is David Bell, over a thousand yards. Purdue is going to be out without be without their best defensive player and George Carlafis, who is going to be a top ten pick coming off the edge. And if you have an ESPN plus account, they ranked basically the teams that are affected by the opt-outs the most. Number one was Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett, DeMar Mathis, their corner, two guys who play at the next level. But Pittsburgh was number one. Number two, that was Purdue. Purdue was number two because of David Bell, because of George Karlaffis. These are two NFL guys that would not be playing in this game. You don't think it's a big deal? Go look at that 49ers Titans game. Oh, man. I took the 49ers to cover. Who was the who was the, the main dude in that game? Who was the instant impact player? Who was the difference in that football game between the 49ers and the Titans? Huh? Y'all know who it was. Freaking A.J. Brown. Where did he come from? He came from the dead. He's been out for weeks and weeks and weeks. But he came back healthy. And he was the difference. He was the difference. So when you look at the Tennessee-Purdue game, you better be happy. I'm not going to sit here and act like we were scared or something. Because I would have loved to you know, seen that matchup between Lante Taylor and David Bell. I know Alante could have used that matchup. Could have made himself some more money if he locked down David Bell. But he doesn't get that opportunity. Doesn't get that opportunity. But, man, that would have been an awesome, awesome moment for Alante Taylor if he was able to hold his own. But David Bell caught 93 passes on the year, 200, excuse me, 1,286 yards, six touchdowns. So you you don't have to worry about that. And then the best, arguably the best pass rusher in, in, in college football, and George Carlaffis now, he's no Aiden Hutchinson, but he's still pretty damn good. And without K. Mays, that could have been a huge problem for Tennessee. Now, K. Mays is there in Nashville. Like he's trying to do stuff on the side, but he's not necessarily dressed out. And the first practice was on Sunday. You play on Thursday. What is the chances that he's going to play? I know he wants to play. Our last episode of Tennessee Prime, he really wants to play. 
if he had his mind 100% made up going to the NFL, like he could have just left right now, went to Arizona, which is where he said he wanted to train. He was going to train and started his training regimen right now. But the fact that he's still in Knoxville tells me he really wants to play. He's really going to try to play. And you have access to team doctors and physicians and trainers and all the equipment you need to rehab and get better anyways here. So all you will be doing if you went to Arizona will be the same thing that you're doing here, which is rehabbing, which is trying to get your, your lower extremities 100% healthy. So you might as well stay. You might as well spend more time with your brother. Because if you leave, that time will be hard to find. Uh, Cayman Marley is no longer with the program. Remember, he is the he is basically just an athlete from North Carolina. Remember, Jay Graham was really big in his recruitment, and uh, he was a guy that played multiple multiple positions in high school. Had him at wide receiver, wearing thirty something, which looked disgusting. Listen, Peerless Price is the only wide receiver that can wear thirty seven. Okay. Peerless can still wear 37 today and still look clean. Not, every, not everyone can wear a number in the 30s playing wide receiver. Not everyone can do that. Which I knew that wasn't going to last. He can't be playing wide receiver, 30-something. If he's really a wide receiver, he needs to change numbers. That's not going to work. But Kane Marley, according to the good folks over at VolQuest, um, they say he's out. He's no longer part of the program. And um, he is going to enter the transfer portal. I'm looking at the roster right now, looking for the 30s. There's no Cayman Marlin. So he was dismissed really quickly from the, the online online um, roster. So I'm looking in the 40s. And there's the 40s. Oh, there it is, 42. He was 42, which is even worse for a wide receiver. But he still, he still is on the roster at wide receiver. But he's going to enter the portal. He's not going to be back. I thought he was 30-something. Wow. 42. So he's not going to be back. And sometimes, I don't care how positive your culture is, how great your culture is, sometimes it's not fit for everybody. And that's okay. That's all right. It cannot be a fit for everybody. Wide receiver, 6'3", 195, from North Carolina, number 42, came in Marley. What position is he going to play at the new place? That's my question. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Where is he going to play? And what position? We'll see soon. Or maybe he's one of those guys that entered the portal and it takes forever for him to find a place. Hopefully that's not the case. I want our guys, if they transfer, I want those guys, our guys to find a place. I really do. I really do. 865-255-03, hour one is brought to you by Healer Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. We will take a quick timeout. The point event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Stay with us. Be right back.
wide receiver, BFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. All right, it's time for Around the SEC. It's an event fueled by Dead and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Good to be with you here on a Monday, December the 27th. Yeah, we are a couple days away from 2022. And um, if you're like me, it takes you a little bit to adjust to the new year. Put old year on checks. Deposit slips at the bank. It takes, it takes a little bit, but we are a couple days away from 2022. And uh, I can't wait to have the boys back in here because love to look at some of the best moments in 2021, man. 21 was, was rough. Definitely better than 2020. But looking forward to reliving some of the best moments 
in Tennessee Athletics in 2021. We had some good ones. I think 22 will be even better. But we had some good ones. All right, it's time for a round of the SEC this morning. And um, I'm going to start in Gainesville where former four-star receiver Jacob Copeland, who entered the transfer portal from, from Florida, um, he spent four seasons at Florida. Didn't even feel like he was there at Florida for four seasons. But remember him? He was the, the gentleman that uh, was making his announcement, and mom had on a Tennessee beanie and an Alabama sweatshirt. Got up and left the moment that Jacob Copeland picked Florida. Um, I thought he would do more at Florida. Sure, he thought he was going to do it more at Florida. Everyone thought he was going to do more at Florida. But he hit the transfer portal. And uh, he has found a new home, and that new home is Maryland. Maryland. He didn't play in the Gasparilla Bowl, but he has picked a new home. He's going to Maryland. And the connection, the tie is Mike Loxley, who was at Alabama when Jacob Copeland was being recruited by Alabama. So there's a connection there. I'll be honest. I didn't necessarily want him at Tennessee. I didn't. I didn't want him. So he's going to Maryland, and it seems like now I love him. Maybe the other big schools didn't want him either. You think about Maryland. You think about bottom of the Big Ten. You've had some SEC transfers up there, but still, Maryland. Good luck, though, Jacob Copeland. Hope you uh, tear it up, man. I really do. A scary scene during the Gasparilla Bowl was Justin Shorter, receiver, took a big hit um, and was unconscious on the football field there at the 45-yard line. He was motionless and needed to be carted off the field. He posted a update on Instagram on Christmas Eve, and he said that we are happy to share that Justin, this is from the family, excuse me, of Justin Shorter, that we are happy that Justin is doing well, is clear to head home today, and is on his way to a full recovery. We would like to thank everyone for the outpouring of prayers and love and endless support. He is going to be fine. Special thanks to everyone on the UF athletic staff and St. Joseph Hospital for their professionalism, care, and support they have shown Justin and our family. Wishing everyone a happy holiday season and blessed 2022. Go Gators. So, Scary scene, rival, no rival, doesn't matter. A young man, um, you know, hurt during the game, had to be carted off, was unconscious, did not move. Scary scene, good that he is, he is okay. He is okay and will have a, a nice recovery. Um, Cordell Patterson, Pro Bowl snub, along with Matthew Stafford. They get snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Um, not many guys in the NFL did what Cordell Patterson did this year. It was unbelievable. Matthew Stafford, eh, I think a lot of guys can throw interceptions like he's been able, like he's been doing. But he plays on a good team, one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the NFC. So NFL.com has had him as a snub. Let's get to, let's get back to the phones this morning. Um, good morning. Who we have here? Hey, buddy. It's Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning, sir. Hey, I hope you had a great uh, Christmas and, and, um, uh... I was sitting here thinking of you speaking of things that's happened in 2021, and I wanted to share a couple things with you real quick. Uh, one of my prize 
uh, gifts that I received Christmas was my son-in-law that went with me to the game that you get you guys uh, give us tickets to go to at Ole Miss game, mm. and I sent out that picture that that he took of me uh, looking out across Neyland, and uh, and uh, he 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 gave me a blow up of that picture oh, and a, a ticket stud, and uh, and I was thinking about. Uh, the call the uh, listener never called in. I received that uh, letter that uh, from uh, California, and her name I won't give her total name, Mary, and she uh, uh, sent us a donation uh, to the to the church and and wrote a really nice letter of uh, how she appreciated uh, us and and Swain Event family, and uh, it was a blessing to receive that. But I was I was thinking about you, and I was thinking about all we've gone through with COVID, uh, and and all the problems we've had from 2020 to even in, we're still seeing it in 2021. But I think the turning point for me was when the baseball team got 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 rolling and people got excited, and when you I don't I would like for you to tell the good people of just what took place. But when you had that outside the park, everybody coming and sitting and had TV screens, and that happened all of a sudden, uh, share with us what took place. There, I'm going to get off the phone and listen. Share with us what took place, how that made you feel, how, how the, when you've seen that, and we hadn't seen that up to that point. Uh, you know, we've been just kind of just small, small groups of people. But I think that was a turning point for us, what we experienced up to now, going into the bowl season of football. I think it started baseball. So I'll get off here. Love you, buddy. I love you. Much, much love. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, thank, hey, thank you, Turkey Man, man. Um, hope you have a, a wonderful new year. And, and uh, that was a special phone call, Turkey Man. I, I'll, um, I'll share this with you. I haven't shared this on the program before, but I'll share what led to what Turkey Band is asking. The block party. All right? Block party. So, Danny White's hired. We're trying to figure out who he is. I have some people that I know with connections to Danny White. So I started calling them. I started talking to them and trying to find out, okay, what are are we in for? How is Danny White going to be here? I remember the exact moment, what I was doing, where I was when John Curry was hired. And I remember all the talk that was going on with people I knew that had experiences with John Curry when he was the number two guy, number three guy, when Mike Hamilton was here. And it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant at all. And so from from those things that I've heard, when John Curry was hired, like my reaction was, oh, here we go. Here we go. And then um, my daughter was elementary. She was on a track team, and this was like a cross-country event. 
well, elementary schools. And I remember being in some, I don't know where I was, to be honest, but I know it was a lot of people. And John Curry wasn't the AD for just, you know, too long at all. And I spotted John Curry. So I approached him. And uh, I just wanted to introduce myself and you know, say what's up. And if, you know, if you ever need anything, if I can help, I, listen, I do do my show and, I, and I, we do talk sports and sometimes it's not pleasant. We don't care water, but I still want to introduce myself and shake your hand and, and welcome you back back home and let you know, man, if, if I can be of any assistance, you know, I want to extend that hand. <clears throat> the interaction was so weird. <clears throat> John Curry was so uncomfortable. He was so uncomfortable. He kind of just said, hey, and kind of darted off. Like it's like he escaped me. It was weird. But when Danny White was was hired, I had made some calls, learning about him, doing my research on him, and people around Danny told Danny, "Hey man, Jason Swain is somebody that you need to you need to know. You need to you need to know. You need to you need to talk to. You need to meet." Um, and that was that was a huge compliment, based on how I've carried myself and how consistent I've been in doing this, doing this this radio thing, and not just being a, a mouthpiece for the university, but also not trashing the university. I love the school just like y'all love the school. But you're honest with things that you love. You're honest with people that you love. At least that's the way it should be. And so, Danny and I, we met. Danny met with a lot of people. A lot of former players. uh, A lot of people that used to work here. Like, Danny and Chancellor Plowman met with a lot of people. Now, I sat down and met with Danny. It's the first time I've ever done this. I haven't, I haven't sat down and meet, met with uh, any AD. Not Mike Hamilton, not Dave Hart, not John Curry, not Coach Former. I haven't sat down and met with AD like this, where it was an AD trying to gather as, many, as much information as possible about this place, former players, and it was like he was he was a sponge. <clears throat> and, you know, Danny kind of shared his vision of how he did things and what he wanted to accomplish here. And then I told him about our fans based on me interacting with them and doing this show for the last 11 years and, and uh, basically sharing with him this is this is these this is how our fans feel. These are things that have been going on for years and years and years, and this is how they feel right now. This is how they feel. And remember, when when Danny took over the job, he came in and he's like, "Why are we so negative? Why are we so negative?" And it was really harmless. It was a harmless statement that he thought it was. It was harmless. But what he didn't understand was. 
the beatdown that the fan base had taken from the national media, from their own administration, how many times the fan base gets blamed for things that go wrong on the field, hires, decisions that's made with administration, the fans are somehow blamed. And so fans kind of felt like that's what Danny was doing. And that's not what Danny was doing at all. But I understand why fans was taken back by that at first because here's a new guy coming in. So so Danny and I sat down and 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 really, really talked. And I told Danny, hey, man, this is how I do things. This, I mean, I've been doing this this way for a while. I'm not changing. This is how I do things. And uh, I want to see you win. But this is what I would do. This is the things I would address. And notice that um, that was the last time that any comment made about fans being negative. That was the last comment. You didn't hear much about it. And that means Danny took advice from a lot of people around him about, hey, man, this is, this is how the fan base feels. This is how the fan base feels. So Danny learned that and understood that. So then a couple weeks, months go by, and um, Tennessee baseball is, is kicking butt and taking names, and boom, we put ourselves in a position to be uh, uh, hosting a Super Regional. And listen, Tennessee baseball hasn't moved the needle in recent years. It hasn't, and Tony Vitello is a big reason for that. So all of a sudden, boom, you get this, this new bolt of energy out of nowhere within the program. Something that previous ADs really didn't have to worry about. So you put your focus on other sports. So you have this stadium that's inferior to most stadiums in this conference. The seating is limited. And then you have this instant demand for tickets. And the tickets were sold out in like five minutes. I mean, it's really only like 500 tickets that was available after LSU got their allotment, student, uh, students got their allotment, season ticket holders got their allotment. It was only like 500 tickets left. They barely went on sale. It was gone. But you had this thirst from Tennessee fans to want to support the baseball program. And you don't turn away some people that are hungry who are wanting to support you, that want, that have this excitement, they want to be a part of what you are doing. So we did the show. It wasn't my idea. But people said, hey, let's do a block party. Let's do a, a viewing party outside of, no, it wasn't a block party, it was a viewing party. Let's do a viewing party. So I thought about when the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors and all these NBA teams when they would play on the road, or even at home, you would have this huge crowd outside the stadium, outside the arena, with the big screen. It was like a party. It was like a block party. So I had shot that idea to somebody over there in athletics, and you're really not thinking that anything's going to happen. But boom, Danny White made it happen. Gave you boys some credit on Twitter. And that's what Turkey Bam's talking about. That's what Turkey Bam's talking about. But since that meeting with Danny, man, everything he said he was going to do and wanted to do, he is done. He is done. And the next the next thing I was 
trying to get Danny to to understand is how important the letters, the the Vol letters were to fans going on the stadium. And I wasn't the only person that was talking to him about it. He had many people telling him about that. And he put out that um, survey to all the fans to find out what's important to them so he can deliver on some of those things. And every time I would see him doing the Big Orange Caravan right before the game, excuse me, Big Orange Countdown before the game, I will go, hey, man, what about those letters? What about those letters? And he would tell me, hey, man, if, it, if, if we can put them up, if the engineering says we can put them up, it's not a safety hazard, we can like, do it, I want to do it. I was like, hey, where we are? Where, where are we, man? Are we, are we there yet? Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? And then, boom, you know, you saw the video from, I think it was from Vault Network or Tennessee Athletics talking about the letters going back up. So, yeah, Danny, that was a story with Danny. Uh, I never shared that, but I actually sat down and met, met with him. But Danny sat down and met with a lot of people, talked to a lot of VFLs, a lot of people, so he could understand this place. Understand the people because this place is unique. It's different. It really is. It really is. It really is. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Thank you for that phone call, Turkey Man. That was that was great, man. That was great. That's fantastic, man. Talk about think about that going down 2021 man has been it's been it's been a whole lot better than 2020 we got some we got some good people in place so far got some good people in place looking good you know we gotta keep our cup on you know how we do so far everything is is on the up and up it's on the up and up 865-255-03 hour two is Coming up, so we'll take our top of the hour break. I'm about 10 minutes past the top of the hour break. I had to tell that story. A big thanks to Turkey Man for forcing me to do that. For asking me to do that. He didn't force me. And Turkey Man got the best tickets of the year from our anonymous donor. Best tickets of the year. Best tickets of the year. Ole Miss from our anonymous donor. Now, our anonymous donor needs our help he needs our help so we got touchdown turnover coming up we got attaboy coming up here uh but our anonymous donor needs our help and we need to step up to help uh someone close to him and i'll share the details here shortly when we come back from break 865-200-5503 is our telephone number swain event you will buy dead and barbecue Talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain event app. 